Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. And here's what I think we've learned. Welcome back to another episode of Messy Closet. But seriously, here's what I think we've learned. Not a whole hell of a lot. So I'm just going to give you the run through of what I'm talking about in case you are bored already and don't want to tune in. But if you want to get to a topic that I'm going to hit up in this episode, I'm still talking about Balenciaga. I'm still talking about the silence and the comments made by certain celebrities. I am talking blind items about a couple of these celebrities that I heard not from the 90s, but from the mid 2000s around 2010 2011 and but it's from a show in the 90s that one of these particular stars was on and also of course it's not an episode if i'm not talking about what the hell kanye's doing yay whatever his name is oh my god he like tells the truth and then says these outrageous things i have some theories So first, why does this all interest me so much? Well, because like I said, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be, I don't know if I really wanted Hollywood. Like I said, I wanted the stage. I wanted New York City. I would have been perfectly happy in the theater world. And I know the things go on there too, obviously. And I'm not saying that, you know, the theater world is not perfect. But being as someone who's worked in theater, a little bit in film, a little bit in television, I've worked retail, in jewelry stores, in department stores, I've worked for Declior Skincare of Paris, I have worked for Frederick Fakai of Paris, I have worked for so many different companies. And what I'm going to say is, no matter what company you're in, The problems are still the problems. The difference with Hollywood is the stakes are higher because there's more money involved. And, you know, I've been watching these theories about like alternate universes and multiverses or alternate realities or whatever it is and how they all exist at the same time. But we can't hit into the realms. And I was watching as a young boy on TikTok. And the video says his name is Max Loughlin, and he's talking about, he's like, I don't know, like a a teen. And he's talking about how, like, the Mandela effect is real and how maybe, like, one reality kind of just disappears or gets destroyed or disintegrates, but we don't, and it just merges into a new reality. So we do remember these things, even though they no longer exist. I think that's the gist of what I'm getting. Like, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with this kid because he's smarter than most adults that I know from what I was saying. But it really does make sense. You know, I've said, like, I'm a psychic medium, so I know that spirits exist in the other realm after they leave this physical one. So... I believe that there's other realms beyond that. You can call me crazy. That's fine. I don't care. I just know what I have experienced in my life. And until you've experienced certain things, there's no reason for you to believe. Now, back to why I feel that this is interesting is because I said the first celebrity president we had was Ronald Reagan. And if you go back to Back to the Future and the conspiracy theories that I threw in there, You know, it almost seems like we went into an alternate reality allowing Reagan to be president. And then that's all of a sudden when politicians became superstars. I mean, before that, yes, there was Jack and Jackie, right? JFK and and Jackie Kennedy. And but they seemed more to me 
like diplomats or royalty than celebrity. But like I said, that led to 2015 when Donald Trump rode down the escalator with Melania and his lawyer, Michael Cohen, and they announced his presidency. And what happened years before, years before in like the 80s or so, there's a video, uh, a video, I'm sorry. There's a cartoon, a Simpsons cartoon, and there's Trump down the escalator, but by himself. It was like they almost didn't know who was going to be with him or they didn't want to make it like that obvious. And there's been other, you know, predictions within the Simpsons and things that have come true. So I just find it really odd and really interesting that from our past, you know, we never we never really looked at it as that. We looked at everything more as entertainment and less as symbolism. And we heard rumors, right? Oh, this is this, this is that. If you play this record backwards, you hear the devil. We played all the records backwards. There was no devil. There was no messages. None of them. We've done this. Like, I, I can tell you from experience, no portal to hell was opened up because a record was played backwards. If anything, it was probably from everyone misusing Ouija boards and opening portals and not understanding how to close them. And also, you know, the other thing is, yes, there's a ton of like satanic symbolism in a lot of music and a lot of ads, and it was in Balenciaga, but I think there are different like reasons for it. Like I think some people use it as a gimmick and the people who use it as a gimmick to get people who, you know, are into that and and are drawn to that, like into their music and stuff is different from the people who then seeing that gimmick being popularized, use it to normalize behaviors like Balenciaga did. Because remember, they burned witches, but there was no proof that witches ever killed anyone. There are people out there who call themselves Christians who will walk around with a gun and shoot up, you know, LGBT nightclubs or go to a protest and just shoot two people and, you know, go to jail for like a few months and cry about it and get let out and say that your life is now miserable. So there are Christians who don't kill and Christians who kill. And I believe that there are Satanists who don't kill and Satanists who kill. And if we go back even deeper into history, how many cultures humans sacrificed, right? It's even in the Bible. Abraham was supposed to sacrifice his son. He, he didn't. God told him no, so he didn't. But when God told him yes, he was going to. The Incas, the Mayans, there's sacrifice all over the place if you look into any ancient culture. So, you know, it goes back longer and deeper, I guess what I'm saying, than Balenciaga. And it's primordial, good and evil, light and dark. It's primordial, just like vibration and sound. It's been here since the beginning. The problem is to what extent and there's always been the fight between good and evil. It is sometimes one side wins more than the other. And, and that's part of like the balance of our world. It doesn't make sense, but this is how 
we run, but I also think that we created it ourselves through indoctrination into religions explaining that there is good and evil in the world. I feel like if we never said anything about good and evil, it wouldn't exist to the great extent that it does. It would be smaller and more balanced instead of on this big and grand scale that it is on. But again, we get indoctrinated into hearing all of these things and believing all of these things. And then our minds get a little twisted when we get exposed to new things. And then those become new beliefs, sometimes that we only share alone. So we need to be careful about what truths we are allowing in. And speaking of truths being allowed in, I really just have to like hit on Kanye on the Alex Jones show. Number one, why does Alex Jones still have a show after he owes $1.5 billion to the families of the Sandy Hook victims. Number two, why was Kanye talking to him? Why was he there? And number three, whoever was in there saying all of those things was covered completely head to toe, hood, gloves. You could not see who was under there. Was that really Kanye? Is there confirmation? I'm just thinking like... Those are some of the most incendiary comments ever made. And then you have Alex Jones being the voice of reason. Something is really weird there. It, it just doesn't like make sense to me because the man has no problem saying certain things out loud where it's just his face being seen. But he was completely covered. And I just found it so weird. I mean, the only thing I could think of is he's saying those things because he wants people who believe the same things as that to listen to him. Like, why else would you do that? You know? Oh, my gosh. And all right, I'll give him this, though, to put up the picture of Elon Musk on Twitter, his last tweet saying, may this be my last tweet. And then it's Elon Musk, like white as a ghost, looking like he's covered in paste and powder getting hosed off by another man on a yacht. Ew, God, I wish I never saw that image. I had seen it and I had pushed it out of my brain and now it's like burned into my retinas in my brain and I hate seeing it. It's just terrible. It should not exist. But it, it just seems really weird to me that those statements were made hidden that way. Like what, what really, what is the symbolism? Like maybe it really was him. And there was another symbolism behind it. It just seems very strange to me. And, you know, if we're going to go a little bit back to the 90s, right? The late 90s is when Britney Spears released, like, One More Time. Was that her album, the album name? I know, like, her singles, but I don't know her albums and whatever. And there's been the whole, like, free Britney movement going on. And I came across a video of, like, I guess she got married, right? And... Yes, she got married. I remember seeing something about that. And then she was saying all of these things and, and writing these really long posts and, and doing these voice, you know, like it was her voice. But there is this really weird video. And I never believed like, oh, it's not her. Oh, she's not fine. Um, you know, somebody's pretending to be her or like they're pretending, you know, she's here. But this video, it was like he was lighting candles and there was balloons and rose petals and she was like holding the camera up and the way it said like thank you thank you so much like it didn't sound like a real voice it sounded like it was a recording or like robotic and then 
there was a video that he showed with like her in the background wearing something like white, I think. And there was a person, I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman standing next to her and big smile, big hair. And he said, hurry up, we're going to be late. Except he panned back toward the direction where she was standing and her and the other person had not moved. So was that not her or is that like a glitch in the matrix? Because that's a whole other thing that I want to talk about. So I mentioned earlier, like 2015 and The Simpsons and Donald Trump, like going down the the stairs and these predictions. And I was all earlier talking about Ronald Reagan and I'm jumping back to this for a second because the thing is, Hollywood is predominantly like liberal, Democrat, and all of that. And from what I had known, because I'm from New York, I'm, I'm around the city, like we had known Trump for years. We had known him in the, in the 80s, the early 80s, like, you know, his name was everywhere before the rest of the country heard about him from The Apprentice. So we knew, I mean, no, he was, he was in the commercials. Oh my God, he was in the Pizza Hut commercials with Ivana. And then he was in Home Alone, too. So, yeah, obviously, like, the world knew a little bit about him. But we had known about him, like, even prior to that is what I'm saying. And he had always talked about being, like, a Democrat. And I don't know if the meme is true that he said, like, vote for the Republicans because they're the stupidest. I, I have no idea if that's, like, really true. I've heard it's false. I've heard it's true. Whatever. The point is, with Hollywood being primarily liberal, and a lot of conservative actors saying that they feel ousted. Why are Reagan and Trump both running on the Republican ticket? Like, what's the end game here? Because if you really want the in, you go through Hollywood. Now, in the 80s, I don't know if it, I mean, it mattered, but like it didn't it didn't seem so like life and death, like rights were going to be taken away. But again, I was a kid. So maybe it was more serious, but, you know, our parents were all like Republicans and were all more conservative and traditional, especially mine, Catholic Italian. So maybe they just didn't see it as an issue. And then things were more brought to light, like with the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. And, you know, in the 90s, people started talking and and doing more for like LGBTQ plus rights and there's all of that, but it just always made me wonder, you know? And then here's the thing about all of it, speaking of Donald Trump, is someone had asked him a question, maybe it was about Epstein, but it was about like these rings, you know, the P rings with the, with the children. And um, his response was, I don't know, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And that was just like, a ugh, like, like that response just made me like shudder disgustingly. So everybody's saying all of these crazy things. And like I said, I feel like there's truth that's in these little pockets of there everywhere. I mean, obviously, that's a bad thing. But like Donald Trump is like, oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, what what are you trying to hint at? What is your end game there? And what's the end game for having celebrities now run on the Republican ticket? Is that to like bring in that conservative crowd because they're the ones, you know, the, the poorest people have sent Donald Trump money for a lot of different things and he's gotten richer and they don't have him back as president. And now he's saying something to the extent of, 
Um, let's get rid of the Constitution and let's go back to 2020. And now it's like you're losing even the staunchest supporters. I was never a supporter of his, but you're losing your staunchest supporters because it's almost 2023. Like, let's focus on the 2024 election, people. And here's my other thing. I think we have too many elections in this country. It's like our identity is politics. And that's where celebrities jump on that. And then the politicians jump on having the celebrity endorsements. And not anyone has said a damn word about Balenciaga. Now, the issue with all of the silence is the fact that when the media actually spoke out, I can't find the article again. I don't know if they took it down. I can't find my screenshot written by three women. And the gist of this article in the New York Times is that if you have a problem with the images portrayed in the Balenciaga ad with the children and the bondage bears, Um, that you are a right-wing QAnon Fox News watching cult member. I have never watched Fox News. The only thing I know about Tucker Carlson is what Trevor Noah makes fun of. I have never turned that news station on. It's been on in my parents' house. I walk out the room and that is completely untrue. But this is the problem with finding the truth and not letting the news and the Hollywood silence and the politicians silence and everything sort of create this narrative now that you are wrong for not agreeing that those images are fine. They're not fine. They're not normal. Don't normalize it. And this is where I come to the celebrity that I was talking about. So, Alyssa Milano happens to be like this celebrity who's like, I've been an advocate in XYZ my whole life. Okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I speak out on everything. You do. And I remember like months back she tweeted I'm risking arrest for abortion rights and I think maybe she was like arrested for something for that like that protest okay that's nice but then she said something about she doesn't need to give her opinion on everything and when something triggers her like this she shouldn't have to speak out but me too triggers a lot of people abortion like talking about those rights triggers a lot of people You know, some people went through hell with with those procedures. Some people went through hell with Me Too and had to have those procedures. So it's like, if you're going to speak out about the rights of that, why aren't you speaking out about the rights of children? And to make a comment like that is like, oh my God. It's just so like privileged and it would have been better off that she said nothing. Now, years ago, I told you I worked in Little Italy, and I worked for Chachas in Boca Lupo, the mouth of the wolf. And the mouth of the wolf is the mother who birthed Romulus and Remus, and Romulus is the victor over Remus, and that's why the eternal city of Rome is named Rome. So there's your history lesson. But I told you um, Leah Remini had come in with her now husband, and they were like the nicest people ever. And they were having a conversation and I just remembered like 
him saying, yeah, you were so, you know, great on Who's the Boss. And, you know, that's like when when we met, because I guess he was there on set with Tony Danza and saying how great she was and like how, you know, I think something like she should have gotten more, like she should have gotten more from that. And she did get like other shows, but the the overall like message was that she was much more talented than Alyssa Milano. Now, that's just my take on it. But I also heard that when she was on Charmed, like, she just, her and Shannon Darty like, fell out of favor, and Shannon already had had this reputation of being really difficult on sets. So Shannon got the boot, and Alyssa Milano did not, and Rose McGowan says that she does not like her. Now, I know Rose McGowan tends to ruffle some feathers as well, but I think that she deserves a lot of compassion and empathy and grace because she's been through quite a bit. And I just, I, I wish the best for her because, you know, she just always looks upset. And I don't like to see people like that. You know, she seems like a really good person. But the blind item on Shannon Darty is that she is not what everyone thinks of her on set. She is over-prepared, over-professional. She's been on set since she's a child. She understands lighting. She understands sound. She understands direction. She understands stage choreography and movement. She understands acting like she's like a true, well-rounded artist. And that ruffles feathers a lot on set. But she was probably according to someone I know that that worked with her on Charmed, one of the most professional actresses ever. And she always ends up getting the boot because she's trying to be professional when other people aren't. And I also heard that she's an amazing gourmet cook and sommelier. And this is from, you know, someone that I I know for a long time that, that, you know, had said this to me a while back and it always stuck out in my head because I always wondered if Shannon Doherty was the way everyone said she was and why she was always like, you know, released from contracts and out of shows because I'm sorry 90210 was just not the same without her it was not that good I loved that show and the point was the Walsh twins and when she was gone it was kind of like blah and then they just brought in like this round of other women and let like the show die out that way like they couldn't just have said like let's just get along and do this because the cast chemistry is great my god and then there was that reboot and she was on it for a bit and, um, you know, I just, I just, um, I wish her well, cause I know she had like some serious health issues. I think it was breast cancer. And, you know, hearing that about her, it changed my opinion from the nineties when everyone jumped on the bandwagon. But again, if we think about this, what happens in the press all the time, and then everyone just likes to pick up on these negative stories. So I just, I just feel like. Sometimes, like, you know how, like, Queen Elizabeth was like, never complain, never explain, and just let it ride, and, like, it doesn't bother you, and it, 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 but it's like, when that's ruining your money, when that's ruining your career and your reputation and stopping you from getting work, how do you fix that? How? And then I think, huh, some people are not as guilty of things as we think they are. And speaking of which, going back to like Gucci and Alexander McQueen and Bottega Veneta and all of the brands that fall under 
the same company that owns Balenciaga, like, are they just there to make Balenciaga look more mainstream? And like, you know, they're kind of like using the brands and the brands themselves are not associated with that. Because if we look in any of these other ads, I'm looking, there has never been symbolism like that in these brands. They just show the product and and they do a traditional fashion ad. And that's what we were all used to. And then we get shocked, shocked and stunned. And then everyone's like, no, you right wing lunatic. That's normal. And with the media saying that, if you want, in my opinion, now this is opinion, if you want to, you know, keep getting work within Hollywood, you're not going to speak out about it. And like I said, there are a lot of like conservative actors who feel that they've been blown off and blown over. And then, you know, everyone like attacks them on Twitter for being conservative. And, you know, it's it's just it's funny to me how we're all trying to come together. But the more we come together, try, the more we keep separating ourselves, the more we keep like like Candace Bure, she has that like traditional, you know, nuclear family holiday channel. So like that's like yet another separation from like Hallmark because Hallmark wants to be more inclusive. And then there are, you know, shows that just don't include anyone at all except for specific types. And sometimes it's because you're trying to portray something from a particular time in history. So you want it to be like authentic. But I do like blended casts a lot because I kind of I like both. I really like both. Like I've always liked like the best actor for it, which is what was always fun about like doing shows, you know, in high school because you you didn't have to get stuck with being typecast. It was just like, oh, this fits your voice. You like this part. Okay, perfect. Here you're in. And you got to at least do something that you might not have gotten to do like otherwise if it was, you know, Broadway because they need it to look more authentic. But again, they're getting more open with who they cast in what roles, which I think is great. Now, I know I'm going all over the place with this, but (sighs) we keep dividing ourselves. And now with this New York Times article, I'm like going to be called a right wing conspiracy theorist. And let me just say right now, I am a registered Democrat, (laughs) but I really think more independently. I just do it so I can vote in the primaries. And I feel that really, truly divided, we fail because one side is trying to win over the other. But like I said, this is all primordial. It exists from the beginning. So we have to choose to search for the truth and not allow the elite. This includes the millionaires, the billionaires, the Hollywood, the media, the, you know, whatever you see on TV. This this includes that Like, take it all with a grain of salt. Because there's truth in everything. But there's lies in a lot of it, too. So I'm just here talking about all of this. And I'm urging you to expand your consciousness and become a free thinker. 
And if something feels off in your gut, try and find out some of the truth. Like research, do real research. Don't just like watch three TikTok and four YouTube videos and be like, I know this. Like look into books, find old books that have to do with what you're looking at and what you're looking up. Find articles that are written, like find history because that's going to tell you the most truth and that's going to help you live in the present. And the more you live in the present and are calm and you're less likely than to be susceptible to everything that they're trying to throw at us, telling us how to be good people and what's right and wrong, while many of them are silent on things that is, you know, serious. Like, honestly, even the White House made a comment about anti-Semitism and silence's complicity. And 100%, I agree with that, but then why is everyone silent about Balenciaga? Everyone. I'm not saying that...